listen, guys, it's bad to do drugs and drink in high school. Don't do it. This is a disclaimer from Cap. Don't do these things. Uh, we took it, you know, 40 minutes to get into the pod, but you shouldn't do these things, especially if you're going to do these things, you shouldn't drive and do it. Yeah. Well, that's clear. That's very clear. Yeah. That, that's my let's stupid. Let's add this disclaimer at the top of the episode. Okay. We're saying it right now. Okay. We just did. Don't, don't do this stuff in the movie. It's not smart, you know? Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former and they were talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, we're talking about Dazed and Confused. All right, all right, all right. I'm your host, Corbin's Vocal, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who is most of the time confused, Cody Webb. Cody, how's it going? <laughs> Oh, great, man. No, uh, very excited to be back, you know, recording some cap. I think we got a great episode here. But um, yeah, dazed and confused. I guess I would uh, put myself under confused more. That was a tough one. But uh, yeah, man, very excited to be here. But uh, yeah, how, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Just uh, last couple of weeks of school. Two weeks yeah. of class left, right? That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. You excited, man? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm definitely ready to be done with glasses, but I don't know if I'm quite ready to uh, venture out into the real world, but lots of big things incoming. Let's talk about why we picked this movie. Why? 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 It was kind of a joint pick. You know, we don't do that yeah. too much, but we decided let's, let's work together on something. Um, there's a little bit of, obviously, it's not quite the end of like high school time yet, but it is the end of like my school time. So this is kind of reminiscent of, you know, it's the end of the year, the beginning of the summer. It's one of those movies. Um, and it's kind of just a fun hangout movie. Uh, JD talked about it, picked it in the 90s movie draft. Yeah. And I had mentioned wanting to do it sometime in the future. So we both kind of agreed. Why not do it right now? Yeah, definitely a great timing for the pick, I would say. All things considered. But, um, yeah, no, I, like you said, this wasn't, I mean, technically we could call it my pick. I don't really care. But I think it was more of a, like a joint pick. So, um, yeah, definitely a good one and uh, excited to talk about it. Seasonally fitting, I would say. Oh, like, also, you know. oh, it's very seasonal. Also, this was the first time I've ever seen this. So there's something as well that um, was on my list uh, that I wanted to watch and um, finally got, uh, you know, done with it. So definitely. Yeah. I had only seen it one other time, but when I did watch it, it really just, it's, it's one of those that on like first watch, like really sticks with you for a while. So I'm sure you'll kind of feel that later on, but just watched it a couple months ago. wanted to check it out again for the pod. Talk about it. There's, you know, some good and bad that we can get into. Uh, so why don't we head into our initial thoughts? Good morning, Vietnam! 
Cody, do you want to you want to hit the first thing, or how do you want to do it? Yeah, might as well. So um, I just want to take you quickly through my thought process while watching this movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, the movie starts, blah blah blah, great music off the bat. That's my first thought process. My second is, no way, that's that's Eddie from Friends. <laughs> um, and then my second is Ben Affleck's in this movie, um, mostly. Uh, like as movies going along, I'm just like recognizing actors and actresses who I know, which I think is pretty fun. But um, yeah, like my initial thoughts, like this is just a a movie with very immaculate vibes. I would say it's good vibes only. Um, so definitely, I think that's got it going for it. Like I said, great music and the plot. You know, there is no plot, but I think just based off the pure vibes. And there's a lot of cool, like, cinematography stuff, a lot of great, like, editing, mixing. I think it's a solid flick. And um, for the first time I'm viewing it as well, um, it sort of came off as, you know, something that makes sense, that it, it's, like, known as a classic, I think, of, of the 90s. But, um, yeah, overall, I'm fairly positive on this movie, but I do want to hear some of your initial thoughts. I think I would just agree with just about everything you said there. The music is truly fantastic. I'm going to hit on it a little bit later in another category, Uh, but I do love the music. Yes. There's a ton of people that you could recognize. And it's like all these people right at the beginning of their careers before they were were anybody, you know, like Ben Affleck was just some dude. Matthew McConaughey was just some guy Richard Linklater ran into. Um, The guy from Rent is in this movie. Uh, people for I, this is just like people Eddie from, all from over. friends dude what about yeah I've, I've never seen friends so <laughs> what? i don't know oh, about yeah. eddie from friends but eddie from friends. oh no i got is that goldberg is it the goldberg yeah. guy yeah, yeah the yeah, goldberg yeah. guy so yeah friends. i've seen him in stuff <laughs> yeah he, he's a decent actor in friends though he's uh joey like moves out and he becomes chandler's new roommate but he's a psychopath he he thinks like uh the goldfish that you eat is like a real goldfish Great episode, but uh, that, that's the only thing I really know him from because he's super, super funny. He's in a beautiful, he's in Saving Private Ryan apparently as well. Oh yeah, that's he's the big thing he's in. That a, beautiful, a beautiful mind. There's actually two people in this movie who are also in a beautiful mind. The ginger guy, Anthony Rapp, he plays Tony. He's in the same crew. He's friends with Mike, who Aaron, he's friends with Eddie from Friends. Oh, that guy, the blonde yeah. guy? With, like the long hair. Yeah, he's blonde, right? Yeah, he's like kind of ginger though. He's got glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's blonde. What are you talking about? Okay, well, Anthony Rapp is kind of a ginger, so. Oh, that's the guy from Rent. Okay, whatever. Yeah, he's also he's also <laughs> in a beautiful mind. I haven't seen it. You're fine. <laughs> Go ahead. I, watch, I watched Rent and A Beautiful Mind both in high school at at one point. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think that my math class used to show A Beautiful Mind. You've never seen A Beautiful Mind? No, that's the Russell Crowe joint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's Ron Howard directed it. I think it won Best Picture. It's just oh. about a mathematician who has uh, schiz- uh, schizophrenia, and then he like cures mind. he cures himself. That's that sounds pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not <laughs> it's a good flick. Um, <laughs> what we're we talking about getting back into yeah. So there's just everybody. It's the who's who of like oh, yeah. like kind of set. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, this is pre Goodwill Hunting Ben Affleck man. Um, true, true. And and the vibes are fantastic. I think the general thing you kind of talked hit at the end, like it feels like a classic and it's so of its time and it's kind of, I think best described as nostalgia. It's like this unique feeling that you don't really see in a lot of films, but it's like this 
even though it's not something that we both experienced, we still feel like this nostalgia for that time because it's, it's similar to at least high school, even if it was a different time period. It's stuff that like Ferris Bueller can kind of feel like, oh, that like perfect high school day from the soundtrack, even the Breakfast Club in the 80s um, or these other like hangout movies like American Graffiti or like party movies like Animal House in college, like all these things that like you can feel nostalgic for at any age, whether you're in college experience and in our high school experience or you're much older and an adult who's like looking back at that time which is what link later was doing when he made the movie he was looking back his high school days you know 15 years later yeah and to bounce, bounce off that real quick i think this movie is sort of like a mix it's like it's got sort of like stranger thing vibes but for the 70s and then you throw in um like a, a high school classic movie like um uh, what did you just say? I don't know. But um, yeah, Ferris I think Bueller, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, that's what I was thinking of. But like a mix of Stranger Things and Breakfast Club, but for the 70s. I think that's yeah, a perfect yeah. way to describe it. It's a lot of nostalgia, but it's a lot of fun at the same time. And I think I like, really am drawn to these movies because even like I kind of consider and go with me here, like I think Lady Bird kind of has some of those similar vibes for me and mm-hmm. that it's very set like looking back, it's a director making a movie about their childhood. Maybe it's more dramatic rather than funny, but it's it's this memory of a time. And while, even though I wasn't alive, you know, or I wasn't in high school in 2002, mm-hmm. I was still like in the high school, kind of in the Midwest, Sacramento's the Midwest of California, being angsty and dramatic and, and smart and wanting to go play. Like Lady Bird kind of fits into that as well. And then you even have movies like that look back at your childhood and movies that like Belfast, where it's like this nostalgic for this period in the sixties, even though there's all these terrible things happening, it was still this like beautiful innocence of childhood and Romina does something similar um and link later is kind of in that whole coming of age time period thing that's it he's in his bag with that right so yeah it, it perfectly makes sense that in the 90s he was making a movie about the 70s about coming of age even though nothing is serious and no i, I definitely agree and um kind of round on there but the beginning i definitely <laughs> lady bird has immaculate vibes and i i i hundred percent excuse me agree with what you're saying like how it's connected a little bit um yeah, overall, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. I, I really can't argue with any of that. So basically, I mean, Linklater as a whole, this is like not specifically his genre, but he does this very well. And I think it's it's much different than Boyhood, obviously, but it is that coming of age sort of thing that I mean, Linklater... even the, bef- the before trilogy is kind of a coming of age. School yeah. of Rock is almost a coming of age of like an adult needing to like come into his being in a adult and manning yeah, up and like an having adult. some responsibility he's like a man yeah. yeah that's definitely true and i completely forgot he even uh directed school of rock so there you go put that in the trivia i guess but um yeah that's sort of becoming an age but i think link later he can do a lot of different things and i don't this was not his directorial debut i don't believe it was his second movie okay but i mean from an early career perspective i think this can show like a bunch of studios and a bunch of people like you can do this pretty well and and obviously he went on to do a lot of good things. So makes sense. Yeah. What I was going to say is that he kind of talked about this almost being an inverse to those like 80s John Hughes movies where at the end of those, yeah. it's like this giant dramatic triumphant moment of the big kiss or the yeah. you got into college or like whatever it may be. You realize your true potential. Where in like this is like, hey, at the end of the day, we're just going to get some Aerosmith tickets. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that's like the the thing at the end. And I, I don't know. I just really love this genre. Even like movies, there's like the like dramatic, like, harsh inverse of, of like eighth grade and shit house, which are like a two even in the similar vein coming of age movies. 
um i just really enjoy that genre as a whole so yeah i definitely agree and um just a mat rat excuse me i can't talk to wrap up my initial thoughts um the one thing like when i ended the movie was like what was this movie about and what i gathered from that was um there's lots of smoking and there's extreme bullying so you know this is not the most um 2022 movie i'd say uh there's a lot of weird like hazy good stuff which is all in good i'm sure like uh, we've been saying it's nostalgic for some people but going into it, I did not expect that at all. And I just thought it was, it was kind of strange, kind of funny. There, This movie is pretty problematic for 22, to say the least. But um, overall, I think, like we were saying, like everything else is, is, pretty, is pretty good. Yeah, I was, I was going to hit on that as well. Uh, I figured, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd expect that. Um, it's just very, it's, it's of its time, very much so. Yeah. You know, it was made in the 90s. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you got the bullying, like you said, the kind of like the misogyny. There's like the the creepy McConaughey being creepy yeah, to like high school that's girls. Very problematic. Yeah. That's probably that's probably like the worst part. Um that's worse than bullying, dude. Wow. Yeah, I would say so. I would, <laughs> I would say that's worse than bullying. <laughs> but we shouldn't re- it's all bad. None of it's yeah, okay. it's all bad, really. But... but that's I mean, that's if you took people in Austin, Texas mm-hmm. in 1976 the majority of them would talk like that you do see kind of like a little bit of the more progressive type characters in this movie the more hippie the more 70s like traditional that you see and stuff like oh that 70s show or like you know other depictions of the 70s um but the majority of the people are like those you know they're southerners right they're this is how they would be accurate picture i would say i agree and to uh just to close off my initial thoughts here i think i said that before whatever um this movie's it's not like on an upper echelon for me because I think that 70s show does it better. So, you know, Topher Grace, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis. I mean, you can't beat that show. This movie tries, obviously, but uh, not what I'm talking. But I, I do think that 70s show is on a better level than this. So that's, I think, spoiler alert for my rating, it's not going to be like in my upper, upper tier movies. Because it's more, I mean, where do they live in that 70s show? Like <laughs> I think Michigan? Wisconsin yeah like Michigan it's more Street. it feels more maybe connected of, to us of our yeah, yeah yeah in our area though like at least we got those midwest yeah. vibes so I see the why it might be more enjoyable this movie definitely goes does well does well in the red states I'll say that wow let's move on to roll credits how about we <laughs> no I got something else to say <laughs> oh okay go for it I thought you just ran one you were saying there's no plot but there is no plot do you who do you do you consider pink like to be the main character or is there just yeah. no main character no of course pink's definitely the main character you think he's the main i don't know i think you could argue that there's just like every there is no main i don't know i mean there's several important characters but i think pink is especially based off the ending i'd say he's definitely the main character it's it's sort of the climax where he's like you know i'm gonna play on my terms blah 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 but I mean, for the majority of it, he is the centerpiece of the movie. He's helping the freshman kid. He's got connections with um, his sister as well. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff revolves around... Everyone is connected to him. Yeah. That's fair. He knows um, like, That's the main part of the story, too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All in all, I, I would say Linklater does a good job of pacing his films out. This movie is well-paced. It never, like, is too slow. It, it's just that perfect speed that feels so natural. So, let's move on to roll credits roll credits roll credits go ahead cody what do you gotta say <laughs> yeah, i'll start us off so basically i mean 
in this specific category, I usually talk about the title, they say the title, blah, blah, blah. I think the title is is perfect for the movie, obviously. I feel like that's an obvious take. Um, because all these kids, they're either dazed or they're confused. I mean, half the kids are um, just like straight up potheads. The other ones are like confused about their lives. A lot of the freshmen are confused about what's coming. Even some of the seniors are confused about, you know, what they're doing, um, you know, for the upcoming year. So a lot of confusion, a lot of people being dazed, which makes sense. But I mean, I mean, the thing about it is as well is like, I don't know if they ever actually say it in the movie. Could, can you correct me there? I don't, I don't believe they do. It is not said. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. I always like that moment where it's like, oh, they said the title, uh, which is like what this category is based around almost. So that's kind of tough, but it is a great title. Do you know what it's named after? No, I don't. Inform me, please. There's a there's a Led Zeppelin song called Dazed and Confused. Oh. Uh, but the song is not actually in the movie, which is <laughs> funny considering the the large you know presence of 70s and 60s rock. Uh, no Zeppelin, because at the time they weren't licensing the, their music out for movies, so he just couldn't get it. Tough. But he was able to get a bunch of other great he was, music. He was able to get uh, the title too, so that's, that's kind of weird. But. Well, you could just you just named it. You was inspired by <laughs> it. it. It's not. I, I don't. I think that's like within his rights um, of copyright. I guess. Okay, Basically, I just want to say you know the, the opening title of the movie mm-hmm. is pretty good. You know, you get "Sweet Emotion" by Aerosmith playing. They drive in in the car. You see like the painted lockers, and then you kind of meet all your main like high school level characters, and it says seniors and. I think it's a good way to open the movie. It introduced you to all the important players early on. So I agree. I really do like the opening. It's it's a perfect song choice. Um, and yeah, like you said, it does a good way of introducing a lot of people um, simultaneously. We get like Pink's, um, you know, why he wouldn't want to play football off the bat, all that good stuff. So you get a lot of plot, you get a cool song, and you meet all the characters. So yeah, definitely like a, a solid, solid opening. I would agree. Yeah, great stuff. To move on to stupidest part. You stupid. They're not. <laughs> I'll get it started. Go for it. Listen, the kid wants to smoke pot, whatever. He wants to drink, whatever. Just sign the fucking paper. Yeah. I don't understand why he, why he, literally even his friends are all like, dude, we're still smoking. Like, we're still drinking. Listen, maybe that's bad. But that's what, like, why, if all his friends can just do it, like, why can't he just, is it, like, I guess it's a moral dilemma for him. What do you think, Cody? Should he have just signed the paper? <laughs> I mean, I guess he's a man of his word, because if he's going to sign a piece of paper, he'll never go back on it. Yeah, like, that could have solved, uh, you know, most of the plot, I would say, in, in like, 10 minutes. Just be like, oh, yeah, here you go, coach. I'll play next year, but, you know, I'm clearly still going to do all this stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that is probably the dumbest part of the movie. I, I would definitely agree. It feels weird because it feels like his friends are making him feel bad for like signing it and then keeping doing it, even though they're all like, hey, we're doing it. Yeah, they kind of are like, yeah, maybe you should give it up, you know, for the for the better of the team or whatever. But they're all like, yeah, they're like, gotta be gotta do what's right for the team. And then then they're all like, but we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, they all signed it. They're still, you know, partying and stuff. So I don't know. That that is true as well, but doesn't make any sense um my i have a couple um basically most of it is surrounding the problematic stuff but we'll get to that i'm sure i wanted to start off with what we were talking about earlier as well with that 
nothing really happens in this movie and i don't think we should be giving it a free pass for that um we've had movies like this in the past i didn't even give ladybird a free pass for that and um you know it's some top top tier stuff but i mean Cor- corbin could you please explain to me the plot of the i'd love for you to do that because <laughs> nothing happens and uh, that's not okay so i'm really bad with the character names so yeah. basically it's the last day of school they all kind of meet up in the school. They're talking about like, oh, what's happening? Oh, all right, all right, all right. All right, Cody's camera just broke, so we're back though. <laughs> um, the plot of this movie, you know, honestly, they show up at this high school. It's yeah. the last day of school. They're hanging out. Then they're, the chick comes up to him and she's like, hey, my brother, he's a freshman. Don't don't mess this dude up. Um. That's pretty much it, yeah. They go, and Ben Affleck shows up, and they're like, hey, we got to give this dude some extra whoopings, and they pull up, and then they run away, and then the lady pulls shotgun at them, and then they get to the baseball, but then they're doing a beer bus, and they go to the Emporium, and uh, they beat the shit out of the one kid, but uh, then Pink saves them, and they hang out that happens before that you know that i mean that's basically the movie that's like the first act you're you're, you're really doing a slow burn here. <laughs> that's like all that happens no you only give the first act so all that happens and then they drive around and then they have a big party so but not so not very much more <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but i mean you only explain like the first 10 minutes there that's like the first hour of the movie <laughs> I think they probably catch him at the hour mark. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, no, no, no. It's only like a 90-minute movie. No, that can't be right. It's got to be like the half hour mark. Anyways, back to I was just saying this movie I'm, has... I'm turning off my camera. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying this movie really has no real plot. That was yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. I'm glad we agree with that. What's, what's your dumb thing? I mean, I already said he's supposed to sign the sheet. Oh, that was it. I, I have a couple more. I'll I'll keep rattling. I got more too. Oh, so I said what were your other dumb things? Listen, guys, it's bad to do drugs and drink in high school. Don't do it. <laughs> this is a disclaimer from Cap. Don't do these things. Who said uh, that? We took it, you know, forty minutes to get into the pod, but you shouldn't do these things. Especially if you're gonna do these things, you shouldn't drive and do it. Yeah. Well, that's clear. That's very clear. Yeah, that, that's my let's stupid. Let's add this disclaimer at the top of the episode. Okay, we're saying it right now. Okay, we just did. Don't don't do this stuff in the movie. It's not smart, you know. Yeah, that's that's right. clear and obvious. I'd say, but um, so I do want to talk about some of the problematic stuff in this movie. Is that anywhere on your list of dumb parts? Not really. I didn't have anything specific, but yes, I was going to talk about it. So my general thoughts were just. Yeah, there's a lot of problematic stuff in this that is also very stupid. Uh, do you have examples you want to go through? Do you want to hit them? Well, I mostly wanted to talk about McConaughey. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty funny how he built his career off of you know, this character, I would say, um, for the most part. You know, it, everybody still says, you know, oh, all right, right, all right, all right, all right. That is this character. It's like but, legit that dude's catchphrase. McConaughey's catchphrase yeah, in real life. I know. It's crazy that's based off this character who is unbelievably creepy and is like sleeping with underage people. So I thought that's pretty dumb about the movie. Not a big fan of that, but uh, that's probably my biggest gripe with the movie, I'd say. And uh, yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting, honestly. Yeah, tough to watch. 
A lot of the age stuff is 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 weird and bad. Got any dumb parts? <laughs> that 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 was pretty much it. So we did address <laughs> that. You just said you had more. No, I said. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I did the drinking and smoking thing. Oh, that was your dumb part. I thought that was just a disclaimer, a random disclaimer. That was my dumb part. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Let me hear your best scene here. She is very gorgeous to me. All right, my favorite scene. I would say has to be them on the football field at the end of the movie. Not to indulge in any alcohol, drugs, sex after 12, or any other illegal activity. <laughs> my shadow. Spider, baby. Found that in your glove compartment, man. Hey, you know you're the third person who's given me this today? God. But what do you reckon you're going to do? Oh, I don't know, man. I'll probably end up signing. I just don't want to give in so easy. Man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice they're going to try and make for you. You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. And let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules are going to try to get you to follow. <laughs> you just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. And it's really just for one part, and this is really unfortunate because of what we just talked about, but it's because of mcconaughey's lines in that scene it's obviously the best part of the movie the l-i-v-i-n speech is so iconic and it's like the perfect culmination of the movie and you could just end it right there in my opinion no i I completely agree actually and um that was on the bottom of my list of of one of my favorite scenes i think it's just like a really strong ending like plot wise as well which is uh impressive um like it kind of wraps up the story super well giving a fun theme you know, to just keep living and then Pink saying, you know, he's, he's doing it on his own terms, whatever, which is a fun conclusion to the movie. And something off the top, you said, I think it doesn't end like that storybook way that, you know, most of these like John Hughes types movies might. So, um, but yeah, another one of my favorite scenes I wanted to throw out there. There's a couple, there's a lot of little uh, moments in this movie. Um, not so much like specific scenes. Like, I don't know how long scenes actually last not super long obviously but a couple of the little moments I really like first off um when just like random people were going to that party they knock on the door and that guy's dad answers <laughs> and they all like jump in the bushes I think that's super funny Ben Affleck getting held at gunpoint I thought it was a, a great little scene and then also just to throw in like the big ass party at the end I I think that's that's probably like a good half hour of the movie and it's it's pretty much just like all on scene uh, I thought that was super well done just from a directorial standpoint. And like the acting, I think, was was actually probably the best there, which uh, is kind of surprising because you have everybody there. But no, I think, you know, like I said, it's hard to pinpoint, but those specific moments are probably my favorites. Yeah, a lot of a lot of really fun stuff in this. Um, highs, highs and lows, the highest, of the highs, the lowest of the lows at some points. Um, I think (laughs) that was my best scene (laughs) I already said it which one the fucking one I started with the football field oh that's it yes all right I said that was my favorite scene that's a good pick I I definitely agree oh my fucking god (laughs) what is wrong with you let's talk filmmaking we are Full Sail University. We take dreams seriously. Cody, did you bring anything today? Uh, I, I didn't bring too much today, DJ, if I'm being honest. I wanted to point out again, the soundtrack is great. Um, 
super well. Um, I think choreographed, whatever. Great direction there. That's what I meant to say. But I did drink as well. Um, like great filmmaking, you know, scenes, and they're hard to do a lot of the time, especially when it's just driving around and, and smoking pot. So, I mean, I feel like specifically with like the camera work, there's not like anything noticeable, but I'll throw it over to you. Basically, I have nothing. Thank you for saying so much. <laughs> so little time. Uh, I got to say, I was going to talk about the soundtrack as well. You know, a little fun fact for you, about a sixth of the entire budget was spent on the music for this film. So um, really a lot of care, a lot of decisions made. Um, they used what was called diegetic sound. Do you know what that is, Cody? I don't, actually. So diegetic sounds are when the music is actually coming from inside the scene. Mm. So like it's playing on a radio and then it like is part of the score. Whereas instead of just like music playing over top. So there's a lot of times in this movie where you just have like music playing the background a lot, like when they're at the Emporium, Uh, specifically there's that terrible, creepy McConaughey line about teenage girls or about high school girls. And there's like, you know, in the background, Fox on the run is playing underneath it. And so that's diegetic. And then it'll flow into maybe like a louder or quieter, depending on the scene. But there's also just music throughout the whole thing. I wanted to hit a couple of the songs, Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith to open it up, which obviously yeah. plays into them going after the Aerosmith tickets at the end of the movie. Um, you kind of get to meet all the big players there. Then you get Free Ride by Edgar Winter um, awesome. when, everybody, when everybody's getting picked up. G- great moment. Then you get Low Rider. Oh, do, oh, oh, ride. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good, good song. Uh, well. By war, where they're cruising around. And that, you know, a lot of the way that shot kind of reminds me how the intro to that 70s show is shot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like on the dashboard and like on the car. In the car, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Um, and then when Mitch first enters the Emporium, they have Bob Dylan's Hurricane playing, which is like symbolic of this young kid entering maturity with. The, you know the most mature artist on the whole thing bob dylan being played and talking about a hurricane he's entering this world of drinking and partying and it's it's a hurricane to him uh and then as the party's wrapping up you hear tuesday's gone by leonard skinner it's the perfect ending everything's closing and then as the f- credits roll you get the the classic driving song slow ride by fog hat so definitely like it's like i think you missed a couple actually no uh, there's so much more but oh, i hit the okay. high i hit the high points <laughs> Those are definitely the high points. Yeah, Fox on the Run also. What a good song. Uh, <laughs> you know, not a great scene leading into it, but whatever. And then Cherry Bomb, which uh, is also yeah. in Guardians as well. Great song, but no, definitely hit on uh, most of the strong points there, I would say. Let's move on to mo- weird movie details trivia. Naked Grandma! Naked, huh? <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> because I got some good trivia for you today, Cody. Oh. I have two questions. How many you got? I got one. I, I, I'm lacking on trivia this week, so you got to go. All right, all right. I, I, I really like these questions, so we'll see okay. what you can do. Who else was considered for the role of O'Banion, which is the character that Ben Affleck plays? Okay. You want choices? Oh, uh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> Vince Vaughn, Jean Favreau, 
Brad Pitt, Luke Wilson. Hmm. Those are good choices. So we got to think like the time air as well. I guess it's not Brad Pitt, but that'd be very cool casting if it was. I'd say, I think Vince Vaughn is a good shout. What was the first one again? John, what was Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, oh, John Pitt, Favreau. Luke Wilson? Maybe John Favreau too, actually. He's in him when he was young, he's in a bunch of stuff like this. I'm going to go with Vince Vaughn just because I, I really like to see that. It is Vince Vaughn. Good job. Oh. Um, Brad or Brad Pitt. I just pulled that out of him. Brad Pitt and Luke Wilson. I made those up, but John Favreau was considered to yeah. be in this movie, just not in that particular role. So See? I was right on. That's not surprising. Yeah. You're all over it. <laughs> all right. My question. Um, it's more of an interesting one. Uh, I thought basically the question is what percentage of the money that this movie made did Richard Linklater say that he made off the movie? What's the percentage of the total amount of money, basically? Uh, I don't get choices. No, no, no choices. Zero to 100. What there is this question? It's can we do question. like, can I do uh, like a high, low? Yeah, sure. Do whatever you want. I would like 25%. Okay, let's, let's do that. Is it higher or lower? Oh, than that? What do you mean? It's lower. <laughs> okay. You want me to give me the answer? No. <laughs> I'm saying 25%. I know. Is it's it? Not, that's wrong. Is it higher? No. Is it higher or lower? It's lower. Okay. So like 2%. No. Okay. What's the answer? The answer. That took a long time to get to the answer. It's 0%. That's why oh. he did not make any money off. This is, that's such a dumb all. trivia question. What? <laughs> I told you I'm weak on trivia. I didn't say it was a good one. But that is interesting. I mean, based off of it's more of like considered a cult classic, so it didn't do crazy well in theaters. But I mean, the amount of money that's made off like DVDs, whatever, VHS. It was a, it was a it was a flop at the box office. Right, but it was a hit. Like it's a cult classic. Like like the crow. Yeah. Nobody sees it in theaters. Like Shawshank, and then it becomes a big thing after release. And I guess he just got uh, gypped in his contract and didn't get any money. But. I thought that was funny, so I threw that in there, but let's hear your second one. What future Oscar winner is seen here as an uncredited extra? And I'm going to have to send it to you, okay? <laughs> so uh, for all the, is the audience going to be able to see this? For all the people at home, <laughs> go to our Instagram, at Cat Podcast. Okay. Our latest post, it's about this movie. It'll be the second picture over. Swipe over, Okay. I just sent it to you, Cody. You looking at it? The girl that's walking there with the... uh, I can't even see her face. No, that's the thing. It's just a trivia piece. Red and blue striped shirt. She's a future famous actress? She's an uncredited extra. Future Oscar winning actress. Oscar winning. I got Uh, four choices for you. Can I just take a guess off the bat? Okay, take a guess. Free Larson. Let me hear the choices. Brie Larson is too young, my whole, my man. Think yeah, about in it. In the 90s, she's thirty-four. She's like forty. She's like thirty-four. Okay, give me the options. That's not a bad guess. Let me let me double check. Thirty-two. She's thirty-two. She's way too young. All right, she's pretty young. Yeah, she's pretty. All right, <laughs> bad guess. I guess. Let's hear the options. Julianne Moore. That's a good one. Kate Blanchett. Mm. Hillary Swank. Mm. Renee Zellweger. 
Well, I'll tell you what, those are all pretty good options. I'm not going to lie. I'm a good, hey, I'm good at this. My gut pointed directly to Julian Moore, but I don't think that's right. It kind of did look like Kate Blanchett, weirdly enough. So I'm going to guess that. It's uh, Renee Zellweger. It looks like Renee Zellweger, to be fair. Those two those, uh, options you gave me were not very helpful. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Julianne Moore has red hair, dude. Yeah, I'm aware, but she's she's had different hair colors in different movies. Okay. Her hair color she in Boogie Nights. I don't want to get red. I don't know. Oh, f- one for two. Let's move on to our commercial break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. With who can act? Wow. Cody, take it away. Who can act? Yeah, I think this movie, there's probably a lot of underrated performances that I'd say in this movie because I don't think too many specifically are actually bad. So that means there's a lot more good than there is bad. My choices, um, first off, I did want to say Jason London, um, which, who is the main guy, Pink. Um, I said this before. I think he carries the movie pretty well. He's the main character 100% in my book. Um I think his performance is great. I don't know why he wouldn't be the main character. Corbin clearly agrees, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I think he basically is, like, the emotional weight of the movie as well. Um, because, I mean, the only real emotion is, you know, is he going to play football or not? That's an important decision. Um, yeah, I think he did an excellent job as, as, as a lead, I'm going to say it again, in a massive ensemble. Um, so I think sometimes you can just get lost, even if you are in a higher billing role, which I think some people do in this movie. Um, but he definitely does not. I think he shines, and it is my first pick. I do have another, but I'll, I'll throw it over to you. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite agree with that, but I'll talk about it. Really, I think uh, he's really good. I don't know why you wouldn't say that. <laughs> I just don't think so. Uh, I'm gonna hit, and we've kind of talked about it already. But dude, Ben Affleck is in this fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I even forgot that. Like, I watched it the first time, and then I was rewatching, and I was like, "Oh shit, Ben Affleck's in this! What the fuck?" Yeah. I feel like I should have known that, even even though I've never seen it. But I was very surprised when he popped on the screen. Yeah, it's like a hidden, and it's but it's like so recognizable. It's not like oh yeah, you're like you instantly know it's Ben Affleck. It's the most Ben Affleck Ben Affleck's ever been. I think. And and yeah, it's it's like a perfect character for him. He's such a fucking douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like the worst person ever. Yeah, but he's so good at it. Nice try, freshman. I'll tell you what, for being such brave little kids, I'm only going to give Ishii a five licks, okay? <laughs> All right, grab a pole then, kid. Let's get going. I don't think so, creep. Mom! Carl, get in the house. Get in the house! And you, get the hell off my property. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I was just uh, escorting your fine young son home from school. There's, There are some ruffians about, and I... Oh, and uh, Mitch, Carl, we'll be seeing each other again. <laughs> oh, that's it. I fucking saw that, you little sack of shit. You two are fucking dead. You hear me? You're fucking dead. And, and Ben Affleck's incredible, so. Um, there's no, there's not even like heart. There's not even the slightest bit of heart to it, which no. is like, like Goodwill Hunting. Like, yeah, maybe he's a bit of a douche. <laughs> But at least, like, there's still heart there. This guy is just an asshole through and through. All right, my second pick is an interesting one because she has virtually no lines. Um, It is Mila uh, Jojovich, I believe is how you say her name. Is that Sabrina? Uh, What's her character name? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Is it the young girl, the eighth grade girl? No, no. You don't know who Mila Jojovich is? It's the girl from, like, Resident Evil. 
I'll look it up. Anyways, um, she's like part of the smoker gang. She's she's that girl who has like no lines and just does like cool stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Michelle. Yeah, sure. Anyways, I think she's super memorable, even though the fact is, like, I don't even know if she has one line. I think she has like one or two. I could completely be wrong, but I think she's very charismatic and like she does something with the character. Like she just does like cool like actions around these people that you just slightly notice. But um I think this is just telling of, you know, out of most of the people in this movie, a lot of them didn't like have like great careers or didn't go on to keep acting, whatever. And Mila Jovovich, you know, did go on to do other stuff. So even though like she's a tiny part of the movie, I think she's a standout minus. But yeah, kind of a weird pick. She dates the one dude. Which one? Parker? The guy who was gonna throw the party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that is correct. Yeah. But they're like a super small part of the story, I think. Yeah, pretty much. He's he's Mr. Pickford. It's there. She's there, and then yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I got you. Got to give it to McConaughey. <laughs> like, it's bad. <laughs> it's a bad oh, character. No. It's, it's bad lines, but I mean, he is playing it well. <laughs> it's very yeah. accurate. It's a very strong performance, and like, if you cut out all the nasty stuff, like the charismatic parts are still like so great, so iconic. It's like. I mean, that's the thing, like, nowadays, just everybody just cuts all those parts out, and we just get to hear, like, all right, all right, all right, and the L-I-V-N thing, like, the other stuff, they, they push that to the side, so. Yeah, sure, I mean, he does have, like, a lot of iconic stuff from this movie off it, so, you're definitely right, but still problematic. Obviously, yes. All right, who can't act? That's my opinion! Yeah, I got a couple here. Um off the bat, I do want to shout out Parker Posey, who, again, is in a small role in this movie, but she is an actress who I know, and uh, she, I'll tell you what, she's not good in this at all. Um, she's sort of like the bully um, senior girl who, like, leaves the cause on that, and, I mean, what her character is, is basically just a straight-up asshole. Like, it's Ben Affleck, but on the other side, and I think she's just not good at it at all, which kind of sucks, because I feel like if they had that other like strong force that everyone's scared of um besides Ben Affleck they could have been like a strong duo but um you know Parker Posey like I said she's gone and do other stuff um most notably what I know her from is Superman Returns have you seen that that golden movie Corbin uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, no. that, that's, wow I can't believe Brand- that Brandon Ralph yeah, Kevin Spacey, James Marsden. Hell nah, yeah. Nah, I but, mean, um, Jackson was just watching that earlier. He he sent me a picture of it. That dude's obsessed with Superman, though. I think I watched it like six months ago. I mean, it's not bad, but it's definitely not good. It's definitely boring. But yeah, anyways, she's in that. So that's why I know her from. That was like, I think, the main three people who I could point out and be like, oh, I know them from that. And Eddie from Friends. Um, but there's not many actors and actresses in this movie that I can say. And I knew Parker Posey. And I thought she was like seriously bad. So yeah, that that's why my pick. Who's yours? Well, I don't think Jason London is very good at this. Movie. Oh, the gloves are coming off. I think he's one of the weakest parts. What? Uh, he's just so corny through the whole thing. Like just everything he does is just so corny and like, oh, I don't want to sign the paper. <laughs> just shut up, dude. That was the worst. You just hate this guy personally, I think. That was terrible. <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's bad. Not bad. Um, and then also the little kid, Mitch. 
Yep, that's my second pick. Wiley, <laughs> Wiley Wiggins. Wiley Wiggins, what a name. <laughs> Wiley Wiggins. I respect that's that. I, that is good. Wiley yeah. Wiggins, you are a, you're a man of honor. You should come on the pod. You got a great name, um, but you are not good in this movie. Wiley yet. Wiggins, I believe, went on to become a video game designer. Oh, that's actually really stopped, cool. stopped acting, designs video games. So shout out to him. Yeah, big shout out to him. We, we should actually try and get him on the pod. He'd probably come. We'll hit him up. <laughs> um, he's been, he's been in some stuff recently, but yeah, he's uh, he's done some video game stuff. It's cool. Best name in Hollywood. All right. Uh, moving on though. Sorry, I want to talk <laughs> we about probably, we, we probably can't get him on the pod because oh well, yeah, probably he's, not. He's not great in this movie though. Yeah, are we gonna lash him and then still try to get him on the pod? I say we do it. Um, that's yeah, that's what I'm ha- saying. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, I'm so basically, I mean. Obviously, he plays, like, the cool kid freshman coming in. Uh, Mitch, my man Mitch. Um, You know, the character as a whole, I would say, is pretty lovable. But he's just clearly not a good actor. (laughs) Like, I don't want to bash this guy or whatever. But, you know, child actors, Corbin hates them. I usually enjoy them. But this one, it was kind of just like, does this kid know he's in a movie? Or is he just standing around, like, just playing off everybody's lines? I don't know. What what do you think about it, Corbin? Dude, I mean, I... I wouldn't be much better than this, to be honest. No, you'd be, so, ter- you'd be terrible. But I've I've been editing my little film, and I'm not a good actor either, and I'm I'm not I'm not fucking anything. Um, but you've been my man, Mitchell. That's the question. Wiley Wiggins, he's got great hair. I love the hair. That's true. That is, he's dripped out. He you got, can't miss the hair. Like you can throw, but the acting's not great. So yeah, agree. But hey, Wiley, we love you. Big we fan, Wiley. Great doing good you need to grow your hair out again like that <laughs> facts dude all right the recast you're fired you're fired you're fired you're fired so i kind of have a what i got like three different things i want to hit what do you Same. got Same. i okay. got a fun i got a lot of fun recasts here i got i got something really horrid should we start with the horrid thing or end yeah let's start up let's start off dour okay so there's only up from here, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. I stumbled upon this article mm. by Screen Rant, and yeah. it's called Recasting Days and Confused If It Was Made Today. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm going to share my screen with you. So okay. You can, can you, so you can just see who these people are because you might not recognize some of them. Okay. <laughs> They're going to put right. them Okay, go ahead. So first, number 10, Pink, Adrian Blake Insko. Do you know this guy? That. No, I, I, I don't know. He's in Dickinson. Apparently. Oh, in this Dickinson. is, this isn't that big of a deal. Here's, here's a big one right here. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch would be Zendaya. Okay. I like, I think it's fun. Zendaya is great. I, I think she could play a better character than Mitch. Yeah. Is her name going to be Mitch? Just, just switch. <laughs> well, no. Just to a girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. That's I don't like bad. Here we go. Don Dustin Abrams. This kid is also in Euphoria. So they hit us with the double Euphoria kids. Uh, too, mu- too much Euphoria already. This kid is, uh, he really had it bad this past season. So justice for him, but. I don't know who it is. Um, Austin Abrams. They want to play Don, which is the football, other football guy. Uh, Tariq Sharif playing Jody. You know, I actually don't know much about, about this person. Haunting a blind manner. I've heard good things. So this might be okay. I can get behind this, but there's, yeah. it gets funnier. Here we go. Olivia Rodrigo. 
<laughs> they want Olivia Rodrigo to play Kay. Oh man, this is gonna be a terrible movie. Because Olivia Rodrigo, hey, she makes amazing music. It's don't true. mess with her music. She'll add to the soundtrack, bro. But I don't know if she should be in this. This is where it gets oh. really funny. <laughs> this is this is out of left field. All yeah. right, Nathan Fielder, who is what, thirty? Yeah. They want to play Slater, the stoner kid, who's not like he's a high schooler. No, that's a great pick. This this is one of the most underrated comedians of our time. Def, I back down. <laughs> let's get let's get Nathan Fielder to play Slater. That is hilarious. Um, they want Ben Affleck to be played by this dude. I I don't even know who this is. Paul Mescal. Terrible pick for Ben. Um, you got to get somebody ho- like amazing that's got a bright future. You think Jamal Murray? Bro? <laughs> <laughs> they want they want Mike to be played. They want Mike to be played by Jamal Murray. Another left field pick. So we got. One- Two Euphoria stars, uh, somebody from Dickinson, uh, Jamal Murray, and Nathan and Olivia Rodrigo. And Olivia Rodrigo, pop sensation. Wooderson. They want McConaughey's character to be played by Saoirse Ronan. It just doesn't make sense for, you know, the character, but okay. Saoirse she Ronan, even, she's great. She's still hitting on underage girls. And then finally, <laughs> Cynthia to be played by uh, the – the love of many, Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, I see her all, all the time on TikTok. So shout out to Phoebe yeah, Bridgers, good, Cynthia. Uh, just a straight, like, what do you make of a list like that? That is about as bad as a list as, as you can see, I would say. Jamal Murray is the the one just straight out of left field for me. But yes, screener it. I mean, you got Like Jamal it. Murray, hell of an athlete. But why is he acting in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that might be worse casting than what we're about to say. And that's pretty embarrassing. So, yeah not great yeah so that that was the main thing i wanted to share well i'll I'll kick it over to you (laughs) okay um yeah anyways so basically for the recast the first one that i do want to replace is that the main stoner kid i think he does have great yeah slater that's the character name uh i don't know the actor's name whatever but um he's getting replaced and i'm throwing in you know one of the classic i would say uh nathan fielder yeah, is that his name? You're replacing him with Nathan Fielder? No, did I say that? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Slater, you're, that's who I was going to oh, replace him with. I wish, but I didn't think of that quickly. <laughs> I'm replacing him with Seth Rogen. Um, ah, classic. I, I want a young Seth Rogen here, obviously. He's got he a, might be too young, so do no, you, you want... Freaks and Geek, Seth Rogen. That's the specific one I want to throw in. And, um, yeah, I think he would just be an addition, additional, like, just blast of energy th- for the movie. I think it'd be fun, but yeah, might as well throw him in because he'd fit right in. See, that's fun because I actually wanted to do so. You kind of do have a little bit of a temporal shifting there because mm-hmm. Seth Rogen would have been like nine when this movie came out, so yeah, have, you know, like Freaks and Geeks, like you said, a little bit later. Yeah, exactly. I want to do make somebody younger. We're gonna take Keanu Reeves. Obviously, when this movie came out, he would have been like thirty or eh, like twenty six, so he's too old. But I wanted to play Mitch, so give me like. 14-year-old oh. Keanu Reeves to play wow. Mitch. Really young Keanu. Yeah, I don't even think he was acting in anything at that age. Okay. But I think he would have the, I mean, get the long hair. Because we know what, like, 20-year-old Keanu looks like. And I think, you know, let's make Mitch Keanu. No, it's actually a really good pick, honestly. And uh, kind of fits perfectly. I don't think either of them could probably act at 14, so. It, it probably wouldn't be much better but uh yeah definitely good thing my second one which i think is probably my best one of the day i'm getting rid of pink 
Um, what's his name again? Jason mm-hmm. London. Jason London. I'm getting rid of Jason London. You said he could act, and you're kicking him out. I can, but I know there's somebody better for the role, and that man's name is Topher Grace. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm kind of sad that Topher Grace didn't grow up in the area where he could play, play this role because he's obviously perfect at it. But, uh, yeah, I'm throwing, obviously, like, that 70s show, Topher Grace, straight into this movie. Like, same thing for Seth Rogen, just so much energy. So I feel like he would just be a completely different character, but still, you know, completely lovable. So I'm throwing Topher in. That's my guy. Got to back it. You know, funnily enough, the uh, third piece of the thing, the third note I had written down was just putting in those that 70s show motherfuckers in this movie. Like, yes. Uh, they would all be great at it. So put in, yeah. put, in, put any of them in there. Uh, they, they play the character so well. So I back it. Got any more recasts? That's all I got. That was my third thing. Let's move on to the rating. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? You know, I don't know. This, this is kind of a tough one to rate. Um, I feel like it, it's going to be a mid-tier probably rating for me, but I'm not too sure. I, I'm thinking around like mid-50s probably. I kind of want to do like 54, 55. I think I'm going to throw it at uh, at 56. <laughs> 56 out of 69 that's that's a pretty good score i think so yeah well cody we're finally on a wavelength today because i also was gonna give this thing a 56 out of 69 oh my goodness um it actually puts that right below what i ranked the other link later film school of rock is a 57 for me so this is kind of like not quite four and a half stars um you know we've talked about a lot in this movie I described it on in my letterbox review when I first saw the movie as there's a lot of this that you kind of despise. Yeah. But also it's like one of the greatest films ever at some points, like mm. some of it is like the greatest stuff ever, but then also like you hate and like, are not a fan of a lot of it. So. I completely agree. Um, I think that described it about as well as it could. So yeah, that definitely makes sense in my head. But yeah, that, it finally happened. We have the same score. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's some monumental event right here. Kind of crazy. I think, I think it's the first time. So it is. It's got to be pretty crazy. Um, that was, I think, a piece of trivia that we had recently. We're gonna hit. We have a pod rhythm. Season three. Season three. <laughs> Let's get something good today. We need something good. Need last something. one. Last couple have been stinkers. I think. Oh. I don't even remember. Oh, here's a classic. Small soldiers. I haven't seen that. Um, How is that even in there? Oh, <laughs> my God. What? Okay, Cody, describe how you even know what small soldiers is. Small Go. soldiers. I don't know what it is. It was a picture of Corbin basically has a bunch of pictures on his, his wall at Purdue. And one of them had like toy soldiers or something. I was like, what the heck's that? Like some scene from Toy Story I never saw? No, evidently it's this movie. He really likes it, but I don't know. I, I literally don't know anything about it. So I can't believe it's in the blockbuster game. It's kind of embarrassing, but yeah, that's my. I think that validates everything I've ever stood for, because so like you said, yeah, I have this this thing on my wall where it's a ten by ten of a hundred movies, little screen grabs from it, and I like to do a little test when people come over and I say, you know, how many can you name? And Cody, what did you get? Like ninety nine, I think. 98 yeah, I, maybe I, I think i did a lot of them 
You, you missed like one or two. At least. Yeah, I think I, mean, I missed like two. But you missed small shoulders, which is Cody. Yeah. That's probably one of the highest, or maybe JD was also here and he did very well as well. You two are at the very top. Jake did terrible. Big surprise. Come on, Austin, Trina. terrible. Nobody <laughs> can ever get it. Um, but JD Hoover and you, Connor never knew the movies. No one knows the movies. Um, but one of the films is Small Soldiers, and it's this movie that I watched growing up. We had it on VHS tape. And it's kind of a Toy Story type jam, um, except there's it's a specific brand of toys, and there's like the good guys and the bad guys. Um, well, it's like the bad guys are like the military like people, and then there's like the good like creatures that are getting attacked, and there's this family. Cody's falling asleep over. Oh, there. I don't know what the hell this movie is. This movie sounds like the best thing I've ever heard in my life. The the bad the the army soldiers like start to try to attack this house. Is and it then, like a kids movie? Who is it aimed at? It's a kids movie, but it's got adult themes. And then there's it's like <laughs> it's like it's kind of like a colonizer like depiction type thing. And it's it's kind what? of it's 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 a solid film. Um, like and then these or... like creatures that are being oppressed by the military like went out and they get their rebellion and um with the family and that's like dune there's like sacrifice and stuff it's <laughs> it's really beautiful but it's kind of toy story dune toy story <laughs> yeah but it's like it's set in the real world oh, it's not animated man. what it's, what are these creatures it's live action or what are they like they're, dogs they're squirrels do- no, no 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 they're dolls that run around they're oh, action figures god they're like cgi they're like 90 cgi action figures yeah okay yeah like this like the soul like stop motion what are the creatures Uh, okay uh this movie sounds terrible can i show you pictures of it Cody? we're going on a tangent but (laughs) everyone everyone if you're listening i'm not googling it if you're still out there google (laughs) small soldiers it's a 1998 film tommy lee jones is in it does that sell you? No. You don't like Tommy Lee Jones? Not in some weird claymation stop motion animation. It's not stop motion. It's not Gregory Smith. Who's Gregory Smith? So look, this is what they look like. Yeah, you I see? know what they look like. So it's not. It's a it's, toy company. Yeah, but this is kind of how it looks like in the movie too. Oh, no, those there's are like, the creatures. There's real people. In the scene, these are the, are the like creatures. Aliens, bro. Yeah, they're getting oppressed by these guys, the bad, and he's gonna match and see that there's like real people here, um, with the small soldiers. <laughs> it's a, is... it's a beautiful flick. Uh-huh. Check it out. I can't believe I actually can't believe it's in the game either. Yeah, that's very surprising. So, we'll probably do it on the pod one day. So, I'm not watching that movie. That's in the Morbius categories. I'm not watching that movie. All right, so speaking of, let's move on to our recommendations. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Speaking of what? Uh, <laughs> that was a terrible transition. Okay. Cody, guess First what off, I did? For, Cody, guess what I did Friday night? What'd you do? I saw Morbius. Oh my God. <laughs> let's hear your thoughts on it. That's why I said speaking of. Um, it's it's not terrible. It's not a good movie. Let's like all jokes aside, it's not a good movie. But the thing is, my biggest complaint is it just feels really disjointed and it's like there's scenes missing or stuff's been cut. 
Um, it's not, it just was not put together very clearly. It's just kind of confusing. And it, you can tell it, it had a struggling, like a struggled kind of post-production and then release and then push back and release. And there's stuff in the trailer, like the Spider-Man graffiti doesn't even show up in the movie. Um, have you heard about the post-credit scene in this, Cody? Uh, I heard it was something weird that got spoiled, but I never even looked into it. Do you want me to tell you or do you want to? Yeah, I'm not going to watch the movie. Okay, so this is a spoiler alert for Morbius, the post-credit scene. Post-credit scene is just Michael Keaton showing up, which you know is going to happen because it's in the trailer. Oh, he's not in the movie? No, he's in the post-credit scene. (laughs) What's he say? He, so what happens is the sky cracks open. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Sky cracks open. And then suddenly you go to this jail and Michael Keaton's there. And he's like, I hope the food's better in this universe. Mm-hmm. that's it and then it cuts and some more credits play and then it comes back and it's like the news and it's like self-identified adrian tombs has been discovered at the penitentiary and it's and then morbius is like driving out to the countryside and he shows up at the spot and then fucking the vulture with his new suit comes land like raining down on him but he's wearing a mask the whole time and then he's like hey spider-man sent me here you trying to make a team or some shit and then <laughs> no Morbius just like looks at him but it's his his mask doesn't even open up so it's literally just a voiceover of michael keaton like saying this that's been added on at the end the other thing that these movies have is that they just their villains are the exact same as their heroes like the venom both the venom movies it's just a bad venom and like this he's just fighting a bad vampire yeah i don't know that's pretty the, the effects were not that bad. Like, I thought they were fine. I doubt that. Jared Leto was Jared Leto. Basically, the end credit scene was just saying Spider-Man was asking to team up with him. Like, Spider-Man sent me here in a bad way. Oh, okay. Well, like, that was Spider- like, Spider-Man sent me here. <sighs> like, I'm stuck here because of Spider-Man. Yeah, so he's going to team up with him. Whatever. Let's make a team. But, <laughs> like, Morbius doesn't know who stupid. the fuck Spider-Man is. The that's only thing... The only thing that was in there was the Daily Bugle. That was like the only connection to like a Spider-Man world. Yeah, that's really weird how they did that, honestly. And I don't really understand why that movie was made, but that's just me. Yeah, it's 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 strange. Um, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, yeah, I got a couple of recs. Uh, I actually have quite a bit of recommendations. Uh, first off, I think last week we didn't even talk about Moon Knight. It's been two weeks that we could have talked about it yeah. and we haven't talked about it. So I don't I know how I missed that. I was going to talk. I had it written down. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that. But um, I actually haven't even finished the third episode. So throw it out there. Don't spoil anything for me. But the first episode is very good. I like the first episode a lot. And um, the second, I thought it was a little bit, you know, not as good. And then the third episode so far, I think is definitely on that level. I think the first episode was just really cool because you didn't know what was going on. Then once everything we found out, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. The action in the suit is obviously very cool. And Oscar Isaac is such a good actor. But, um, you know, it's like six episodes or whatever. I think the first one was good. Second and third have been okay so far. So I'm pretty optimistic. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I really liked the first episode. These last two have kind of just not as interested me as much. Um, but I think it has the potential to, like, get back up there. Yeah. It's just right now it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, kind of I predictable think, nothing yeah. too crazy i, I like, like Ethan Hawk. yeah the villain's cool uh it's getting more into like the god stuff this episode You've seen yeah it, so. the third episode is 
it was a lot of God talk. And I was like, <laughs> do I care about this? I don't know. But yeah, still um, decent. So I think looks, right. looks like there's a new personality or another personality. Yeah, because what they kind of like cutting it out. And it was they were both they were both blacking out. So yeah. that's cool too. I guess that, that'll be interesting. Um, but anyways, I like I like the Mister Knight suit. That's cool. I like I like both suits a lot. Yeah, but yeah, definitely back that. But uh, my other recommendation, which um, oh man, it's a doozy this week. I well, actually, we, we can talk about Survivor too, but I want to get to this first. So I watched a couple more episodes of the show Picard. And um, <laughs> this is up there for the absolute worst television I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's bad. It is very, very bad. Like, the first season was not good. This is a next level bad. Like, I, at this point, I just hate watching it and, like, talking crap to my family about it because it's that bad. But let me, get, let me give you the rundown of a uh, – just a little episode structure they had here. So, basically um, – well, also, in general, script's terrible, acting's terrible. You know, all that good stuff. But they have been doing this weird thing where every episode they like clearly are just talking about politics for a half hour, which, you know, most of the politics I happen to agree with. But I'm not here <laughs> to talk about politics this much for a show called Picard. So that's dumb. Um, and then as well, uh, they hit Patrick Stewart with a car. Uh, <laughs> with with the actor who's Data, which is just so weird. It's so terrible. Um, their main themes this season is um, they have to save a girl from depression, so the the future is not changed negatively. Like, come on, dude. Like, I get it. You know, mental health stuff is super important right now. I think it's very important, but that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's so, not uh, really an effective way to translate that message. Yes, like they're saying good things in the worst way possible, I think. But terrible, terrible show. Do not watch the show. Um, but I had to talk about it a little bit. But anyways. <laughs> I texted my mom and she said, yeah, I watch it. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my mom likes it too. So I don't know what that says. But uh, not a good flick. Not a good flick. But yeah, um, we can definitely talk about Survivor because it was the merge episode. And uh, I want to hear your thoughts. A little, little two-hour action. Yeah. Uh, I actually watched it like right away when it came out, which was nice. Um, Applebee's, man. <laughs> Evidently, Applebee's really good. It, I never <laughs> thought it was that good of food, but these people are fucking just loving so, it. So here's the thing. I'm not like a veteran Survivor fan. Is this something that happens all the time? Or is this like these people are being really weird about Applebee's? Yeah, well, it's a little bit of both. Like for certain rewards, or I guess usually it is for rewards. It's not really the merge. They just have like somebody sponsor them and, and do some sort of food. But um, more recently in the new age of Survivor, I guess Applebee's has become like their permanent sponsor. Mm. Um, and they're always just screaming, ah, I love Applebee's. <laughs> that's my favorite spot to eat like dude shut up they paid you to say that <laughs> but yeah kind of a weird choice but they sponsor them so i think that's why <laughs> like the food looked all right but <laughs> i can't imagine i mean it probably does taste delicious when you have like eaten barely anything <laughs> yeah and the thing about this season is like they're not even eating rice so they are just like legit starving yeah yeah, yeah. Like but, jonathan was going ham on that stuff yeah <laughs> jonathan's a good guy but um, I thought it was actually a really good merge episode. Did you think the same or not really? 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, I think Omar kind of seemed like oh. the MVP, MVP of the episode. He had a hell of an episode. I'll, I'll tell you what, man, that was that was a showdown right there between High and um, Omar. And tell you what, there's a clear winner. High even voted against supposedly his best ally. So yeah. I actually thought it was a super interesting episode. Someone Ox- he said, "Oh, I'm so honest. Like I would go to, I was gonna go to Rocks for Lydia, yeah. and then he votes her out." Yeah, I mean, he's clearly just outnumbered and. Like, that's just how he wants to play, which is probably smart. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought it was a good episode. Obviously, Roxroy is going to flip the challenge and everything. That's clearly obvious. But then out of, like, the people who were left, there was a clear target, Tori, who wins immunity. And then it goes from, like, an easy vote to they switch everything. It's still an easy vote to we have to break our alliances immediately before the merge, which I think is pretty interesting. It's pretty solid, yeah. Because yeah, it was, and- like – it was like, oh, we're gonna either way, even if we flip, we're gonna we're gonna take out either Tori or we're gonna take out yeah. uh Chanel, right? Yeah. And then well, she's gone next episode. That's then they flipped I, and yeah. Yeah. Audio Chanel, great character. But I mean the the cool thing about the photos as well, Jonathan didn't go home, which I was shocked that he's not targeted more because I mean, everyone was saying his name and then Omar was like, Nope, yeah. no shot. If he goes to like the final nine i legit think that guy could win like eight challenges like he's a, he's an absolute monster but yeah i thought it was he didn't win episode. this one which i guess kind of pre- like that's the thing like yeah and he had he like built a super strong connection with mike too which i thought was surprising so yeah. he's definitely got a lot of friends obviously he's uh, really just got like romeo who's a big hater right now yeah that's true but i mean they're doing a lot of cool things like there's also three idols in play there's also that one weird thing where they're all connected, and if one somebody of them gets voted out, like one of those people power. probably has to go soon. But I don't yeah, know. so there's a lot of moving parts, and it could be a couple of interesting episodes to follow. So surprisingly, after all pre-merge, I was saying, you know, this episode, I mean, this season kind of it like it sucks. I'm not a big fan. I'm kind of turned on it. If next week is a great episode, I am going to be very excited for the rest of the season. But we'll obviously see. It'll it'll probably be shit knowing Survivor. But this was a good episode, I thought. Yep. We'll catch another one uh, tonight as this releases. So that is talk true. about it next week. <laughs> uh, anything else you wanted to talk no, about? No. Like I said, that was kind of a lot of wrecks, but no, I'll definitely pass it to you. That's all I got. I also watched uh, The Fallout. You heard about this film? I don't think so. Uh, it's an HBO Max release. It's basically about like this girl who there's a school shooter at her school. Hmm. And she has like this traumatic incident and it's like her trying to like overcome it. But it's Jenna Ortega who was in the new Scream movie yeah. and just a couple other different things. Um, but it's also got Maddie Ziegler, Ziegler um, and she's in that Sia music. Are you familiar with that film? With the, wait, what? You mean the Shia LaBeouf one? Uh, no, 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 I don't think so. There's a the movie music called, video? no, there's a music <laughs> what there's an actual movie with there's a movie called music directed by sia no i have no idea what you're talking about it's basically this very problematic film about a girl who has autism and maddie zeigler plays the girl with autism in the film and it's literally got a nine percent on rotten tomatoes i've never heard of it and it was directed by sia like the musical artist i know who sia is yeah no that's that's weird i've never yeah it. it was it came out uh in 2021 and yeah sounds like a, a terrible movie 
yeah <laughs> not not great um but she's also in this movie i don't know the fault's interesting it's okay the dialogue's kind of like uh. um also watch little miss sunshine you talked about paul dano hey. baby what do you think about that um yeah i thought it was pretty good it was a little predictable but it was fun terrible dad but yeah no i, I love that movie that's a great movie you, Steve you, Carell, so good in that movie. Steve Carell, yeah. I actually didn't know Steve Carell was in that movie the entire time. Really? No, he's yeah, so good. That was a surprise. Um, yeah, and then I also watched Admission, which is Paul Rudd and Tina Fey. Just mm. kind of, you know, having some fun. Going to hell, right? Not great. Uh, no. No? That's a different I, okay. movie. I don't know what you're talking you're about. You're talking about Accepted, I think. Oh, yeah. What's, uh, what'd you say, Admission? Admission, yeah. Paul Rudd, Tina Fey. What do they do? Um, she's an admissions officer at Princeton. He's a teacher at a school. Uh, he tells like her, he tells her, hey, this kid's trying to get into Princeton, but also he's your son that you gave away when you were in college. What the? Is so it a comedy? It's it's a ro- romantic comedy because then they also sleep together, oh, Paul nice. Rudd and Tina Fey um and that and that wolf is playing her son um but then spoiler alert at the end of the movie she basically gets her kid into princeton by like cheating him into princeton and then he she finds she tells the kid she's like hey i'm your mom and he's like uh no you're not i know who my mom is like yeah i'm adopted but you're not my mom what i was born at 11 a.m not 1 p.m or some shit and then she's like all sad that she doesn't know her kid and she just got this random ass fucking kid into harvard oh dan levy is also in it you know shit's creek guy for like five for five seconds um yeah and then uh she falls in love with paul rudd and paul rudd also has this adopted child himself who's from uganda um that he like travels the world with and the kid doesn't want to travel the world so then like tina fey convinces Paul Rudd to like stay in one place and they fall in love and the kid's happy because he's not traveling anymore and then she puts in an application to find her new kid it's it's not great what it sounds like a really serious movie it doesn't sound like comedic at all it is supposed to be funny I think what the hell? I maybe it's not supposed to be funny that was the weirdest thing I ever heard dude. I mean it's Tina Fey and Paul Rudd you brought some interesting movies to the table here I, I have no idea what you're talking about but uh so would you recommend that movie or not? It's a romantic comedy drama. Uh, I give it two stars. So take <laughs> take that. Probably won't probably won't check it out then. Just off that synopsis there. Yeah, well, it's blame Mina. That's why I watched it. She <laughs> liked Nat Wolf's performance. I thought it was decent. I don't know. Nice. Any other any other recommendations? <laughs> That's all I have for this week, man. Uh, tell you what, this is a hell of an episode. I this is this has got to be easily in our top five. I would say so very very um happy about the outcome but yeah man you got any any other recs or anything nope that's it go listen to our other episodes of the podcast go check them out we got a lot of yeah. good ones so stick around money uh, ball ones. yeah go check that one out got some fun ones coming up so be ready always yeah really appreciate you guys support and uh stay captain peace what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber 
for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs>